my first time preaching in an American church, so sorry for my bad English. I will do my best. I will just try, and I hope that you will encourage me. Thank you for giving this chance to be here to spend time with you, dear friends. Actually, I haven't bring my family photo, but instead I brought my family with me. So here we have my wife and my two kids together. We travel, and we came just to say a big thank you for your support and for your prayers. I am from Armenia, as Brother Don already introduced me. Uh, maybe not all of you heard about my country, but just a short uh, history background of my country and my nation. Actually, Armenians, uh, Armenia is the first nation, first Christian nation in the world. So we adopted Christianity before Roman Empire. So we have this privilege, but this is not only a privilege, but this is also uh, uh, this is also reason for persecution. <laughs> because when you live among many nations and other religious uh, groups, that they are not happy with your religion. But we are happy to have Christ in our nation and to confess that he is our Lord and King and Savior. So uh, I just came to share some stories and a message with you, dear friends. And my uh, word today, I would like to share some verses from Paul's letter, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. And my, my sermon, you can notice the first picture of my PowerPoint. Uh, the name of my sermon or the title is Gone with, with the Winds. So uh, we are going to speak about winds, about storms, about some events in our life, about some challenges. So Paul is sharing his experience from the first chapter, 2 Corinthians, first chapter, verse 8. He says, I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for... I'm sorry, is it? Yeah. And, yeah, the, the, the first chapter. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, and that's why I'm here, to inform you about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that we will continue to deliver, uh, he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on your behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. Paul is sharing his experience about his trip to Rome, and he was in a storm, and uh, he came to a point where he lost uh, even hope to get alive from that uh, experience. So sometimes it is possible, it, it is impossible to predict the wind 
or the storms in our lives. It is impossible to control the wind. It is impossible to direct the wind. And winds and storms are not new to Christians. Winds of persecution. They are winds of trouble. They are storms uh, of, uh, in interpersonal relationships. Sometimes there are storms in our homes. And no one, not every time, can predict about the storms. So last year, we had a, a strong guidance and feeling to send a missionary group to Artsakh or to Nagorno-Karabakh. So we had several youth came together, we blessed them, we prayed for them, and we sent them to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the people who live in Nagorno-Karabakh. So they went, they preached, they had good fellowship with some people there, they made friendship with them. As soon as they came back, the war broke out. And we had that burden on our shoulders to be helpful to that people. To, uh, to support them because that was very unexpected uh, tornado or wind or storm. No one were ready for that. So we made an announcement on our Facebook page and we said we welcome everyone to our church building. Uh, we thought that our uh, Facebook page was not so popular so not so many people would see that announcement. <laughs> But I was so surprised when I got so many requests and 2,000 refugees came to my city asking for refuge, asking for shelter. That was some kind of a challenge from God. And then I thought, God, if you are challenging me, then I will challenge you and I will never say no to these people. So please help us to help them. So they came, we just could find enough space for 50 people in our small church building, but 1,950 people, they didn't have enough shelter. So we went to hospitals, we went to restaurants and hotels, urging and asking people to open up their buildings for those people, and they agreed. So now we had 2,000 people in our, on, only in our city with their, with their children, with their elderly people. And that made us a little bit happy to be helpful to them. But after several days, we got another challenge. We realized that we didn't have enough money to support them, to feed them. Our government was very busy with protecting Nagorno-Karabakh territory and protecting and fighting with some terrorist troops and groups from uh, Muslim countries. So they were very busy and they didn't have enough support and enough time for the refugees. So then we thought maybe I will sell my car to support, to feed those people. And we were in a very desperate situation, praying with my wife and asking for help from above because we felt that responsibility was on our shoulders, you know, to feed them. And right at that moment, that was midnight, when I had a call from the United States, a brother from Mission Raja called me and said, we have heard about you. Someone told us about you, about your heart and your ministry. So we want to 
assured that we will stand for you and we will come and visit you and we will help you. So that was our encounter, our meeting with missionary Raja. And brothers came from America and they stand for us and they supported us. And that was very, very important moment to us. So, but we couldn't predict that kind of uh, terrible war. We couldn't predict that wind. We couldn't predict that storm. We were not ready for that. And sometimes we can think that if we are Christians, if we believe in Christ, we are, we are uh, guarantee of any, any storms, any catastrophes, any, any bad events. But... If we, if we look at the next slide, yeah, this is, this is the event that took place. We were praying, uh, and those kids were praying. We had a prayer meeting in our church building, and that storm was so unexpected for all of us. We thought that the front line were far from us, but nobody was ready for that. We were in fear and shock. That fear deepened when our church was attacked by a rocket during a prayer service. And we had so many refugees with us. And some, somehow we realized that the front line is not so far from us. We were praying and praise God, no one, no one heard, but uh, we were very shocked. So the next slide, if you look to the next slide, next picture... Psalm 34, verse 19 says, The righteous person may have many troubles. Sometimes we think if I'm righteous, that uh, protects me to have troubles, that God will guarantee me not to have any troubles. But no, Bible says that if you are righteous person, you can have, you may have not only just a trouble, but many troubles. Is there any person who has any trouble right now? Yeah, we can have troubles and many troubles. It doesn't say that we are not righteous. Sometimes when we go through troubles, we think that God left us, God forgot about us. Maybe I'm not God's child, that I have so many troubles in my life. But Bible doesn't say so. It says if you are a righteous person, you can have troubles. But, this is my favorite word in Bible, but, <laughs> you know, when we see but, it means that the season, the weather will change, everything will change, the picture will be changed, but the Lord, hallelujah, this changed many things, but the Lord, blessed be his name, delivers him from them all, I believe so. We can have many troubles, but we have His presence. And He is Lord, and He is good Lord. And this is one of His work in our life to deliver, uh, to deliver us from them all, from those troubles. The next picture that I prepared for you, this is just a quote Christ does not protect us from the storms. Some Christians, they claim and they demand that you have to protect us from any storm. So I don't want any storm in my life. But Christ, this is my opinion. You are, feel free not to share my opinion. But Christ does not protect us from the storms. 
But He is our perfect protection in the storms. You remember the story when Jesus told His disciple to sail to other place in the Sea of Galilee. So the gospel says they did so as Jesus told them. They went to the direction that Jesus told them and they went into a storm. You know, they didn't plan it. They didn't do anything wrong. But they were in a storm. Because sometimes when you want to do God's will, you can pass through the storms. So, Christ is our perfect protection in the storms. He did not promise an easy journey, but He promised a safe landing. You can say amen to that. Yeah, so uh, this is what He can do in our lives. Regardless of everything, regardless of the weather, we will arrive Our boat will arrive. I like to say in my church, time by time, to remind us, even if our boat is made of paper, but if its captain is Jesus, our boat is safer than Titanic. (laughs) Next picture. It is better to be in a storm with Jesus than anywhere else without Him. You know? And in another story, disciples went into a storm, but then they realized that Jesus is with them. So he was sleeping. It's another, you know, miracle to sleep during storms. <laughs> when everything is, uh, is very bad, is going to crash your uh, ship, and you are going to die, but you are in perfect peace because you trust the Lord. So sometimes we don't realize that even I'm passing through storms, He is with me. He will keep me safe. And my ship will, will be, uh, my boat is, even if it is made of paper, it will be safer than Titanic. The next picture. I would like to share five points with you guys uh, Five ways God can use the storms in our lives. So I believe that God really can use my problems, my storms, my sickness, my debts, my financial problems for His aims. Storms in our lives He can use. So first, He can use storms to guide us. Sometimes God will light a fire under, under your feet to show you the way. The fire does not come to burn or to hurt you, but to illuminate and to show you your ways, to light your path and your steps. This is how he can use the storms in our life. In uh, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters... I will be with you. God doesn't say you will never pass through the waters. Lord, but I cannot swim. But I will be with you. (laughs) So if you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire. You know, someone can say, okay, I'm not afraid of... 
going through the waters because I'm a good swimmer. I can rescue myself. But what about the fire? You cannot save yourself in, in the fire. So it says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. We are not guaranteed. We cannot escape those things. We don't plan storms in our lives. We don't plan problems and troubles in our lives. But one thing we can plan. We can plan that he will surely be with me. In every circumstance, everywhere I go, his presence will be with me and he is ready to rescue me, to save me. Before Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego went, to in, went into the fiery furnace, they did not see the Son of God. But when they were there, they had that revelation that we are not alone. His presence is with us even in the fiery furnace. I'm not, I don't know about you. I don't know which fiery furnace are you in or which storms do you have in your life. But I know for sure that God's Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is with us everywhere and every time. It is possible that God wants to capture our attention in this way. Because before the war, we had our own agenda. We didn't think to reach out all the, that people surrounding us. We were in our comfort zone. But God had another plans for us. So that's why sometimes he allowed to take place some troubles in our life. Just to guide us. Just to capture our attention. Uh, in this way. Because we are often so obsessed with the world and our scenes and political issues and COVID and other things and problems that nothing seems to distract us. That's why he allowed this, these issues to take part in our life. The winds come to change our direction towards God, our vision, our God-given life. So God could have kept Daniel from appearing in the lines then. Paul and Silas from prison, the young Jewish from the fiery furnace, but they needed them for their own good and blessing. It's changed many things in their life, that experience that helped them to understand the spiritual life and to know God better through that experiences. So the, the next picture we have here. The, the next point, God use, uses the storms, and the storms come to test us. When you find yourself in such situation, what happens to you? What do your problems say about you? We have our own opinions about our problems, but if we ask, about, uh, if we ask our problems, what do they think about us? How we behave ourselves during uh, troubles and uh, crisis and during war time. People are, are like uh, tea bags. And until they appear in the water, their contents will not appear. You will never know this is a green tea. Uh, I heard about white tea, black tea. 
And how you, how you know it? You just dip it in uh, hot water. And sometimes God wants to check what is inside of you. What is your reaction during those problems? God uses those storms and they come to test us, to test our faith. The storms come to test us. People sometimes are not ready for that, but God is ready. So if you want to know what's inside, just throw the tea back in boiling water. When you find yourself in such situation, what happens to you? Do you become as strong and bitter as tea? What do the problems say about you? James, in his uh, letter, he writes, first chapter, uh, verse 2, he says very powerful words. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Not just a trial, but trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So just, this is just a challenging moment for us. The next, next picture. During the war, uh, we had many, many families in our city. We helped, I mentioned, more than 2,000 people only in our city. And during all this period, we fed 12,000 families. And thanks God also for your help. You have your portion in this. You, you have your role. So during the war, a family took refuge in our church building. The mother with her two small children, and you can see several mothers there. But the mother with her two small children, her name was Armine. So Armine is with uh, white jacket. You can see her. She's very embarrassed, and this is the first day they just came. They left their husbands in the front line. They left their businesses, their houses, everything, and they just grabbed their children. They came, and they didn't understand what was taking place. So her name was Armine. Armine was very silent during the whole war. They had bought a big house in their town, and they were preparing to renovate it when the war started. During her stay, Armine gave her heart to Jesus and was born again. But she remained silent. On the day of her baptism, what, what a baptism, the terrorists captured her city and turned her house into military headquarters. She so she watched the news, and she noticed her house. And when we heard that, we didn't have any words to comfort, to comfort her. I, I couldn't, you know, control my emotions. I didn't know how to help her. And she used to remain silent. We could not say anything to Armin and did not know how to comfort her. Her husband was at the front line. During the baptism, Armine broke the silence. She asked me to give her a chance to speak. And she said, Although the terrorists occupied my house, 
Today, Jesus occupies my heart. I lost my house in Artsakh, but I found Jesus in Abovian. It is worth losing such things in order to find Jesus. And this is her children and Armine having this smile on her face. She just shared this photo with us. And she doesn't have house. She doesn't have good conditions for her children. But she has Jesus in her heart. And what, this is what makes her happy. And she is always in touch with us. She went back, and we, we are trying to help her and her family also. But her words, her words, we keep in our hearts always. And those words are so encouraging. Sometimes when we sit in our comfort zone and we, we lose something, a small thing or even bad thing, or we lose our peace, we lose some material things, we lose ourselves. We, 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 we cannot you know, control our emotions. But Armina lost everything. Her dream house, her, even her relatives. But he gained peace in her heart because she could find Jesus. And this is what satisfies her heart. Next picture, please. So, the third point. Storms come to teach us a lesson. It is, uh, in Psalm 119, verse 71, it says, It was good for me to be afflicted. It's, it's not easy to confess it. <laughs> it's not easy to say it, it was good for me. But the psalmist says, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. So God has a purpose during, during the storms, during uh, some problems and troubles. Uh, we were told a lot when we were little, Don't, do not touch, it is hot, it will burn you. But we already know that the pan is hot when we touch it. So sometimes storms are the result, can be a result of disobedience. Just let us remember Jonah, when he had some, some storms in his life, and God initiated that storms just to guide him, to teach him a lesson. And you know the key, key point in those storms, uh, the key point is when you just obey God, what it says, the storm stops. Sometimes you can struggle, you can fight against the storm. Sometimes you can resist the storm. But we need to realize this storm can, didn't come to kill us. It just came to teach us a lesson. So it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Next picture, please. Next slide. Fourth point. Storms are coming to bind us together. The same psalm, verse 67 says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now obey your word. Sometimes when you have some problems and troubles and sickness, you know, people appear around you during those times. 
when someone is sick or when something happens to a person, the relatives, I don't know, uh, I think it's the same here, but I'm sure for my country and my nation, when you have some problem, uh, even a little problem, your relatives, they just come to you, they surround you, they support you. So sometimes God allows these kind of events in our lives to bind us together, to unite us, to support each other. I remember we have someone in our church, she got cancer and she was dying. And then during that time, all her relatives came to see her. She was in Moscow, and even some relatives from Armenia, they went to Moscow to support, to say goodbye, to stand by her. But she asked us to pray, so we prayed, we prayed, we prayed, and then she got healed. When she got healed, she messaged us. She said, please, don't tell my relatives that I got healed. Because it is so pleasant to have their present around me. <laughs> that was very funny. But sometimes, yes, when storms come, they, they are coming, your relatives are coming to you. Your friends are. Maybe some friends can leave you alone. But God will raise up new friends in your life. This is what happened to us during the war. So... If there were no such storms, we would never know each other. You can recognize Don's face <laughs> and some brothers from Ukraine, from uh, Russia, from the United States of America, uh, from many countries. They just came to support us. This is a big family that we hosted. We, we helped them in our church building, so they stood with us for many, many days, two, two months. And then uh, every evening I used to read Bible for their kids. Th those moments are, you cannot for forget those moments. They uh, are your precious memories. So sometimes God allows storms in our lives just to bind us together and to find new, new friends. And in our nation, when something happened to people, you know, I'm so thankful to depression, to, to storms, to financial issues, because they are the best evangelists. You know, when something happened to someone, before that, we urge people to come to church we ask them to come, and they are arrogant. They don't want. They are not interested. But when the doctors say that you have some sickness, you have a health issue, you know what they say? This coming Sunday, I'm going to church. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to those problems because they bring people to church. They bring us together they, they, uh, God can use those bad things for good purpose. And just, you can think about you. What brought you to church? Uh, did you come to church because you didn't have any problem and you just came to say, thank you, Lord, that I don't have any problems? No, we, we had many problems. 
That's why we came here. Church is God's family. This is the place where we feel safe and secure. When I come here, when I have fellowship with one another, this is my safest place in the world. So we come together. So God uses those storms to unite us, to bring us and bite, bite us together. And my last point, storms change us, make us perfect, create character in us. We all notice that after the winds, the air becomes cleaner. If we treat problems correctly, they will create character in us. That's why James say in the first chapter that we need to rejoice whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces produces not death, not depression, produces perseverance. And we do need perseverance during these times. And they will those storms can create character in us. And God is more interested in our character than in our temporary benefits and material blessings. Why? Because the material good is temporary and the character is eternal. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are formed in times of trouble and storms. So what are we going to take with us from this world? Nothing. Only two things. Our relationship with God and our character. Those two things are permanent. So, the next and last one. You will reach your destination. Maybe you are going through different storms today. Financial storms, family storms, personal health storms. But I want you to know that Jesus is with you and you will reach your destination if you pass the helm of your ship to Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you for your word and for the Holy Spirit and for your presence. Yes, we realize, we recognize there are so many storms in our life. There are so many problems in my, maybe in your business, in your health, in your family. Sometimes you can feel depressed. Sometimes you can feel down. But I want to encourage you that Jesus is with you right now. He sees you. He is coming to help you. And you will reach your destination. And Lord, we commit ourselves to you now. We commit our lives into your hands. And we know that we will reach our destination because we pass the helm of our ship into your hands, Lord. You are the captain of my ship. You are my pastor, my shepherd. You are my king and my lord, and I trust you. And I know for sure that I will reach my destination by your grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you very much.